Hello, world. This is Jared Deal. Thank you for listening to the Louder Now podcast. What's up, everybody? Will just said we're starting. I really feel like today is like the first day of spring. Like, actually. So, uh, this is exciting. Total side note, but totally connected to today. Eight is like my lucky number, and this is the eighth episode that we're recording. And it's April. Eight is the number for new beginnings. So let's just forget about the first seven episodes. New beginning. We're starting over. So really, this is like episode one. Just kidding. Um, And happy birthday to my dad. His birthday is today. And um, yeah, eight means new beginnings. It's always been significant for me. Um, I kind of slacked off this weekend. I was supposed to run, so I might actually go for a long run after we record tonight how about that and it's probably going to be hot outside at nine o'clock at night yeah it'll still be warm out here heck yeah it actually today is like the first day i was like oh wow this is this is typical los angeles like it's gonna start getting hot so probably feels like summer i know um you know what i like summer a lot i mean even though it's hot i dig i mean i think f- we have the beach here so it's like kind of motivates to like try to go h- hit up the beach so um so how are you will i always ask you how you're doing a little bit well just doing the postmates life doing the yeah i mean today i looked for a job and I just I I was looking on LinkedIn and I didn't really see anything that appealed to me except for what I might just apply to is actually um Courtney Kardashian launched a website recently. Okay. And uh they need a copy editor, writer, but I don't have like the years of experience, but they have if I put in my resume then there's like a test that they make they make you copy edit something. Okay. So I'm like, well, I'm going to try a different, few different copy editors. What is copy editing exactly? It's basically you get a copy of the thing they want to publish and you edit it. Oh, like they want to blog or... Yeah, it's call. like you, you you might do some writing, you might do some research, like, you know, fact-checking for them. Right. But uh, mostly you're just making sure their grammar isn't terrible. Got it, making sure it's not fake news. Yeah, yeah, you make it real news. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Well, um, I'm your real news media outlet. I have no. uh, some Armenian in me from my mom, so the Kardashians are also Armenian, so I definitely have like some Kardashian in me. As long as it's not Kardashian. That's pretty much just... Because that's Star Trek. Logically, that's just like I got to have like, like even if the percentage is like 0.005% Kardashian. You should, yeah, you should hook up with them. I mean, give them a call. Let them know that you're both Armenian. And yeah, I would like to be on the show. That would be great. So, uh, <laughs> keeping up with them, dude. That's cool, though, man. Um, well, I mean, I it's, it's just an idea. That it's just it was more of a joke. I don't really expect to work there, but um, 
That would be awesome if you did, though. Yeah, and it's also off location, so I could work from home. So that would be. That's cool. That's the real. You don't have to like actually show up at the Kardashian mansion. No. (laughs) No. Heavily guarded by soldiers, probably. By Kanye West clones. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, I'm kind of, um, you know, try to sandwich positive and negative things together, but I'm not really doing the best with this diet. I had some in and out the other night, but true story is. I have maintained my weight. I haven't gained weight. I haven't lost weight. I've just been like right in the middle. <laughs> that's it. Diets are hard. They that's, make, but that's good. That they, you're they make you die. Maintaining weight. Yeah, I mean, I'm not like, you know. It's well, on that diet, it's like, hey, don't eat anything but this really not. Okay. It's, it's I, not the best. In my personal opinion, it's not good tasting. Food. Well, no, it's not. The I mean, quality of the food. The shakes are good, the power bars are okay, and then this time around I kind of messed up on the order and I ordered like like one of the, the food things they have is like making like a biscuit for yourself, obviously without the gravy, which is really dumb, you know? And <clears throat> so anyway, I'm, I'm basically living this like biscuit life and I'm like, wow, I really screwed up this order. So... <laughs> um, <coughs> so I spent some time today while I was at work. Hopefully Clint's not listening to this. <laughs> uploading because I posted the new episode yesterday, which I still need to put on. Anyway, um, I spent time listening to our show from last week, which was good and was um, sort of ambitious. One of the things that we, I slash we as Will as really in this with me together as much as he sometimes downplays his participation. Told you, Jared. Um, I started listening. <laughs> That's what I said last week. I did start listening to the thing you sent me, though, your theology podcast. Oh, did you? Yeah, I didn't yeah. listen to the whole thing. Sorry. But listen, oh, yeah. That's okay. It's. I mean, it's still... There's not even a name or... Really? When did you guys record that now? Now it's April. When did you do that? Was it like a few months ago? It was a few months ago, okay. yeah. Yeah, so I feel like the last episode and then even kind of just kind of kind of jumping back into it again for this show, um, you know, when this podcast started, which I've been very uh, excited for all the stuff that we've kind of gone into so far, and I, I, it's been really good. Um, I think the most... I think... What's the word? I think the hardest subject to bring into mental health, though I think it's probably the most important aspect, is just the influence of faith all across the board, not just um, uh, not just <clears throat> being charismatic or Christian, but just the idea of like faith and its role with like mental health, I think is complicated. And so... That's part of the reason why I kind of want to try to try to go into some of that stuff <coughs> on the show because I think it's important uh, for us to talk about. So um, this isn't really – I'm really trying to work on the breathing thing. Will says that I breathe like really heavily in the mic and then I don't believe him and then I go back and I listen and you can hear me after like like four or five sentences. All of a sudden you just hear this like – this like you hear me like catching just give, a, give him a sample 
No, that's yeah, not, you hear me like yeah, you hear me just it's like it's almost like I'm holding my breath while I talk and mm. I'm underwater and then all of a sudden I'm like like coming up for air. So um so uh have you ever looked on your Facebook? Facebook does this thing where they do like one year ago, two years ago, and they you know, you have like memories and pictures, but yeah. it also shows you like stuff you wrote. Which is kind of cool. Kind of makes you see. You're like, oh wow, I've kind of grown up a lot since then. Or oh wow, I still believe yeah, that. I don't or, interact or post anything on Facebook. So I so. had like two really good things that I posted two years ago, and the first one was, the secret of getting ahead is getting started. Hmm. And I put some famous person. That's who I quoted. So that's a good way to quote my sources. I don't know who said that. Um, and then the second thing I said was. Um, I think is because I was doing engagement photos from my buddy Jose and Larissa, which is crazy that that was already two years ago. But I put, don't just love, love with everything. Isn't that just, we could just end the show right there, you know? Yeah. We should. Um, well, thanks everyone for tuning in. Yeah. <laughs> this is a five minute show. Um, so, uh, what I wanted to talk about today I've I've done this kind of as like a definitely thought about this a lot, but I've done this kind of as like an exercise where I have looked up the which, you know, nowadays everything's on the Internet. So I want to say that this medical news today website probably is pretty accurate about symptoms of mania and depression. But um, I s I sort of wanted to do this thing where I read off some of the signs of mania because I, I have bipolar. That's what my diagnosis is and signs of depression. And I wanted to sort of compare uh, like, can you have these symptoms and these signs in your life? And is it possible to feel these same things like as a, as a uh, person of faith and like, do you see both of these things like in scripture, if that makes sense? So like, I'm going to read what the symptom is and then I want to talk about like where I see this in the Bible as well. And it might make for an interesting conversation. Does that make sense? So when someone has mania, this is according to this website, Let's just pretend that this website's perfect in everything that they're saying. When someone has mania, they do not just feel very happy. They feel euphoric. Okay. So the first thing is that... Um, so what I'm kind of trying to communicate is that I think all of these symptoms can also be found in, like, evidence or fruits or results from our uh, exercising like our faith like I think that all of this stuff is in the Bible too that's the point that I'm making so it's not just limited to like something medical but I think that there's a spiritual element to this stuff too but I'm going to actually use specific things so you ready for it Will? Am I am I ready for you to tell well, me what it is? This you're is kind of an about? experiment of like this might not get articulated as well as I want it to, too, but I know where I want to kind of go with it. So 
Okay, so here's signs of mania. Having a lot of energy. Feel the ability that you can do and achieve anything. Okay, it's kind of a good feeling to have. Um, have difficulty sleeping. Use rapid speech that jumps between topics and ideas. All right, we do that on this show all the time. Um, feel agitated, jumpy, or wired. Um, I mean, this one's negative. Engage in risky behaviors such as reckless sex, spending a lot of money, dangerous driving, or unwise consumption of alcohol and other substances. Okay, I definitely struggle with the first three, four. Um, believe that they are more important than others or have important connections. Okay, that's a good way to say that, like networking. Show anger or aggression if others challenge their views or behavior. <laughs> it's like most Christians struggle with that. Um, okay, so... Are you saying Christians all suffer from some kind of mania? No, I guess what I'm, what I've thought about or a lot, or experienced some kind of right. Mania. Well, I, I I think it goes both ways because uh, what I I feel like there needs to be a balance of like if someone was dealing with these symptoms, and I think that this is talking about, I think more specifically like when someone has an episode, which if you've never had a diagnosis before. How would you know that you're having an episode? Usually what happens is you have some kind of m mental break and you have these signs of mania, then you have these signs of depression, and that's how you actually get a diagnosis. But I think that um, sometimes what happens, I think, when you're a, a f Christian, that you can struggle with this stuff and you can almost be be doing it doing uh these things in our faith that l maybe look similar to the uh, symptoms of bipolar but you just probably need some like medical like balance and help with that though it can be very um you almost similar as like certain spiritual experiences and maybe this is my bias for from being like charismatic where I feel like this stuff is a little bit more like common. So I don't, I'm just kind of trying this out. So, um, but I'm not sure. I don't know. Can you, um, use examples or illustrate what you mean? Yeah. Some of those symptoms were. Yeah. So, um, a person with mania may have a lot of energy feel able to do and achieve anything, have difficulty sleeping, kind of talk fast, switch between ideas and topics. And, um, you know, part of the, um, I mean, this is sort of specific to like my time in Kansas city where there was this very strong, uh, charismatic influence of, you know, being full of the Holy Spirit and um, kind of this idea of like, you know, uh, once you get like vision for your life and you get vision for, for what you want to do in God, you are um, 
kind of like the quote I said <laughs> earlier, like, don't just love, like, love love with everything. Like, this idea of, like, I'm going to love God with my whole heart, mind, soul, and strength. So I'm, like, surrendering my life, like, fully to God, and I'm going to spend every, um, sort of this, like, deep awareness of, like, have you ever had, like, a really intense awareness of, like, time and, like, I don't want to waste time. I want to, like, spend every second on something that matters. Have you ever had seasons like that in your life? Not as often as I should. Yeah. yeah. And and so I know when I was 18 and I first moved to Kansas City, there was just this very, um, what I had called the fear of the Lord, which was this, like, deep awareness of, like, my what I was you know, everything I was thinking, everything that I was talking about, everything I was like do, doing with my time, like all of it mattered, you know, before the Lord. And it sort of translated over into this like, um, I'm just reading these first two things of like having a lot of energy and like feeling like I could do and achieve anything. I think, um, I think what I had described as like this uh, spiritual sensation of like God is watching like every uh, move and action of of my life sort of translated into this like um, uh, obsession with like um, not wanting to sleep a lot, wanting to spend as much time as possible like praying and reading the Bible and like doing spiritual things because I was like afraid of wasting time <laughs> that was i don't know so um i relate to that but let let me answer your question as well i said that have i ever engaged in risky behaviors such as reckless sex spending a lot of money dangerous driving Maybe that's why I'm a bad driver. Or unwise consumption of alcohol. Yeah. I, yes, I have. <laughs> um, wait, recently or in my time in Kansas City? I, oh, I mean, I'm, I don't really, you know, I'm not going to share for you. So oh, no, I, no, 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 I know. I mean, what do you... You seem to have identified strongly with that. When they when you read that part, you're like, yeah, oh, for yeah, sure. I've done that. So well, yeah. Look, part of doing this show is being vulnerable, talking about uh, my struggles in my life. I mean, all, overall, dealing with depression and anxiety, and even just talking about that on this show is is definitely a certain level of vulnerability. But yeah, there's definitely some specifics that I haven't really jumped into with like areas of, of struggle. Um, yeah, well, I, I definitely identify with this one the most. I think, um, I think a huge element to, um, my illness has been, um, these extremes that I've had with, uh, lustful behaviors. And what I mean by that is like pornography. What I mean by that is, um, I never really had a problem with, um, um, you know, we live in like the online age of everything being available on the internet. And I, I started to deal with, uh, um, 
like going on dating websites like dating apps like match.com and stuff like that and like me you know spending a lot of time on on that stuff it's like developing lots of like online relationships with people and then that kind of spilled into then like doing it in real life like meeting up with people in real life and i had that had never been That had like never been a thing for me before, but then I have kind of lived in this whole like universe of that being like a part of my life. And there's lots of stories I could tell with that, but that's why I responded that way when I looked at that one. Because mm. I was like, oh, wow, this is like a huge area of, um, I want to say compromise and struggle and addiction. And they all have kind of been connected in the sense that like spending a lot of money meeting people for the purpose of trying to have sex and very unhealthy very in in a lot of ways like losing sleep over that stuff um spending a lot of money over that stuff feeling bad about it doing it anyway what do you think um so do because i think a lot of people in the in the world don't really care about illicit relationships, you know? Yeah. Um, well, what do you mean? Well, like, you know, finding a date online and going out, whatever. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of people in the world don't care about that. So, um, I mean, one of the risky parts of it is, you know, the idea of uh, STIs, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want to catch anything. Um, right. But... Because um, you you say there's a faith element involved, right? And I think a lot of people, um, in well, at least from my own experience, being in the church, I I don't usually talk about my own shortcomings too quickly. Yeah. And uh, I mean, even getting a little bit of, sh- you know, well, anyway, some behind the scenes stuff. You know, getting to this point, with, you know, it's difficult. It's a struggle to get you comfortable to talk sure about yeah it. yeah well i feel a little bit more comfortable now yeah now that you kind of <laughs> said it right yeah yeah um and but i mean i've had some of the similar issues with without using dating websites for it but yeah. you know like with pornography and things of that nature um i think part of the risky behavior is something that you mentioned earlier is that you some um something that you carried with you when you were younger and i think you probably still do today is that in in a christian dynamic you have this um, fear of the Lord, right? Right. And yeah. And so, like, you're not just risking the physical damage that a you know that herpes or something can bring, but you're right. also risking your relationship with um, God. Or yeah, even if you're not truly, because God always loves you. Right. You're still creating a chasm, you know, in your own mind. Yeah. And I think that um, how how does that work for you? Yeah, that's really good. I mean, yeah, I think that there's, I think where there is conviction, there's conflict. And I think when we, for me, like in a lot of this behavior, I've engaged in that conflict where I'm like, oh, I know, you know, it's almost like, um, it's like you feel like you're living like, two lives like on one hand you're you're in control and you're 
you're like being a good Christian or whatever, but then you're engaging in this uh, risky behavior, but your conscience is like loud and clear telling you that you're, you shouldn't be doing this. Mm. And I think that conflict where you're sort of fighting yourself and you're essentially fighting God, you're like resisting the, um, you know, I, I think everyone relates to, um, I think it looks different for everybody, but it's a similar process where you like, you know, when you have that very strong like voice in your head, that's like, Oh, don't do, don't do this thing over here. Right. And you do it anyway. And you kind of are living in this, um, it starts creating all of this like stress. Basically you're like, wow, I'm like completely rebelling and I'm doing it anyway. And I'm actually enjoying this, even though I'm maybe kind of miserable too, at the same time, I'm making enjoying this, uh, recklessness that I'm engaging in because because I actually do have the fear of the Lord and because God is giving me free will which we kind of talked about that in the last show then he's allowing me to sort of try to make these choices and um, I guess I look back at the last few years of struggling with this stuff a lot and I, there's a lot of um unresolved uh like i'm still kind of working it out with fear and trembling because there's been a lot of damage that's been done to myself and and to other people honestly and it's not super like yeah it's i'm not super quick to i guess i'm talking about it now which is good i I think it's good to talk about but i'm still figuring it out so i think sometimes i avoid this conversation of like do i really want people to know that i like struggle with this stuff but yeah, I think it's okay to, yeah. <laughs> you know, when you struggle, yeah. you struggle. Um, there's plenty of people that put that lifestyle in the framework of just do it, you know, yeah. um, like, you know, like a hedonistic kind of, I'll do whatever I want cause I'm, it's what the world is, you know, and, um, which I think makes your struggle when you, which I think makes the struggle and, and yeah. at all is that you have a faith basis by which you see these like manic tendencies and you're like those those tendencies lead towards something that is destructive to my relationship with God and if we if we really look at it you know it I think impulsive behavior and that like living for the moment it can lead to a lot of instantaneous pleasure and stuff but it it doesn't help you save for the future right or invest in your future yeah um, you know even if it's a financial part of the problem like impulsive spending and yeah i mean yeah so I, you know yeah no i mean i i guess how i would sort of tie this in with other discussions that are sort of similar it's like um there's this passage in proverbs it's like without a vision the people perish and it's kind of this principle of like your tendency to choose perishing behavior comes from a lack of an awareness of some kind of like greater vision and purpose that that you're living for so i do think like a lot of christians we have 
um, we can struggle with like um, maybe things not being uh, things needing to be more like specific like oh, okay I want to I want to do what God has created me to do, but I'm not really like completely for sure on like what, what that is. And so sometimes I think if that's lacking, we, we, we engage in these, these behaviors of, of kind of recklessness because we're, we're really searching for, um, you know, kind of like the whole looking for love in all the wrong places or just we're like almost spiritually depressed and that spiritual depression of, of like we're, we're dissatisfied in God and that feels like the wrong thing to say because it's almost like ironic. It's like how, how are you dissatisfied in God when it, isn't God like the bread of life and the living water and like so it's like this tension of like the reason why I'm engaging in this this like recklessness is because I'm actually not fully satisfied and resting in like the pleasures that are found in in like the holy of holies and the in the divine and that's much easier to talk about than it is to like <laughs> does it does that make sense a little yeah bit? yeah yeah i think it's easy to um kind of keep it in the like identifying where your source of depression is i think is is important um and the type of behaviors that are produced out of it which kind of really ties back into what you were saying you know like what what is the dynamic of faith on mental health right. and and i've read i used to read psychology today which i know is not a good I well okay maybe they better be reading that good. after your quiet time time yeah that's right and but um <laughs> a lot of uh different um sorry a lot of different studies show that it's a combination of, you know, health, like exercise, healthy eating, and people with a, a faith, regardless of the faith, tend to lead uh, healthier lives in general. So faith doesn't, you know, even when you're not a Christian, having a hope um, that, that one verse comes to mind the hope deferred makes a heart grow sick yeah yeah, yeah. Proverbs, yeah yeah is that proverbs as well yeah it is yeah yeah so that's like kind of um yeah, it's like an sickness is like depression yeah essentially yeah. yeah so i mean and and there there are you know chemical things going on too but um i think what people deal with is heightened by what also is going on in their uh, physical right. and spiritual life. And I th I think that's, yeah. that's what you're saying, right? Yeah, for yeah, sure. Okay. Um, no, for sure. And I mean, I think when you we look at like, okay, engage in risky behaviors, reckless sex. When you look at like sexuality as a subject, I think like the clearest biblical passage. And again, all of this stuff is like, okay, so what is, how does that apply to like now? Is, um... You know, in the time of the New Testament, there was like gnarly, uh, you know, the word Corinthians, you know, Corinth in Greek means like to fornicate. Like that's what it means. Yeah, that's what it means. And look at that. I didn't even study Hebrew and Greek in school and I knew that. Cool. I just got it from some commentary. Uh, 
Uh, cool. N.T. Wright just taught me everything I need to know about Paul. Um, but um, Paul is writing to these people who are like, you know, getting saved, but so much of their culture was like literal prostitution, like people like going to a temple and like prostituting themselves. And Paul is saying like, hey, flee sexual morality. And he's saying like, look, your body's a temple of the Holy Spirit. Like your identity now is is not wrapped up in your like sexual morality and in your idolatry and for them that was like a very literal thing and he's saying that um your body is a temple of the holy spirit like the body's not meant for for this sexual morality you're meant to like marry one person and and like sex is supposed to be experienced like in that context not in the way that you have been you know experiencing it but i feel like they're like in this process too of like coming out of it. Like we usually, we, we mostly go and find comfort and, and like, we kind of just go, well, I I don't really know better. Like this is just all I've known. Like I need to kind of be shown like a new, new way to live. And so I realized talking about like sex and sexuality is like a huge um, subject. But the reason why I bring that up is because um, there's tons of research on the idea that like sexual uh, struggle and depression are very much connected. Like there's lots of articles and research on this. I mean, I, I'm saying from a non like Christian perspective, like really what? Well, meaning that suicidal thoughts and people struggling with like depression and suicide comes can come from people being raped, the trauma that goes with that, very much just related to, like, sexuality. And I think, as a Christian, we can struggle with suicidal thoughts from that because maybe we're addicted to pornography, and we the, the reason why that's so bad is because we feel so bad about it, and that conflict of um, the fear of the Lord and like I'm forgiven yeah I feel like I'm going to hell and I'm condemned because I'm struggling is that's like creating this conflict and we're like losing sleep over that we're like losing peace over that but the, the point I'm I'm making is that I think people who maybe are outside of faith I think are have the same struggle well I think for like if you don't have let's say faith um in, in any particular religion, you still have um, the desire to connect with other people, right? And when you synthesize it through the internet, um, you know it's synthetic, right? Like everybody loves organic food, but then they go look at pornography. Like what's that all about? But I was watching this episode of The Twilight Zone, and uh, it's the very first episode of the first season, and it's Is this like the new one? No, no, oh. no. I, but it did inspire me to watch the old ones again. Um, it's a guy stuck in a box, and he works for the army, and he doesn't know he's in a box, and he starts to hallucinate this dream where he's in this town with no people. Okay. And the point, you know, the the press comes in and they ask him. The general's like, well. Because the experiment ends, they get the guy out of the box, he starts feeling better because they're going to go to the moon, whatever. But the general makes a real point. Like, he's like, that we can we can help with 
food, hunger, waste disposal, all these other things, but man's desire to um, basically be a part of community is something that we can't get rid of, right? Hmm. And, I, and I think that, you know, so even if you're outside of the faith community, I think the... The, yeah, wanting to belong and yeah, and finding yeah. and finding the cheap fulfillment through entertainment or through like one night stands or um, or through that rush of serotonin that comes from spending a bunch of money, right? Or the adrenaline that you get from hitting the gas. You know, that's one of my other weaknesses. I I used to be really bad at I would drive recklessly all over. Now I own a Prius, so. I think about the cost of gas, and it costs more gas to do it. God so is I don't do actually it. protecting you by providing yeah. the Prius. Yeah. Oh, that's why you want to sell it to me. You want it. I'm trying to help rec- you, man. Yo, you want something more reckless? No, I want a bicycle. Nice. Okay. No, I have a bicycle. Wait, an actual a moped? No, no, pedal to like the metal. An actual bike. Yeah, pedals. And How are you gonna do postman to that? Well, that's that's the first thing I gotta figure out how I'm. But once I get rid of the car, I don't have the car payment, and I can... There you go. All right. Well, um, I'm trying to sell two cars right now. I'm not going to tell you guys which ones they are. Hit me up if you want to buy a car. Um, <laughs> Jared deal, auto deals. Yeah. Uh, what was the thing you told me about Postmates? If you say you have a moped, you get like quicker orders. You get shorter d- distance deliveries. Will and I both do Postmates, but Will was doing it before me, and he got me into it, so... I'm a dude. Check it, man. It's nice little, nice little side. Um, it's a good side. Yeah, I mean, I think um, I'm glad we're talking about this stuff because I think, um, I mean, I definitely think that what goes alongside depression and bipolar is loneliness, and I think loneliness then is 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 definitely like a huge subject within itself of like we seem to be struggling more as a culture with. Um, people feeling like you know who are my friends who's my community we have all of this like social media and all this Facebook and all these things that like sort of seemingly are supposed to like help us feel more connected to people but yet we can just feel completely isolated like in a culture of like all this like stimulation uh, with, with what's going on with 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 people's lives and I do think in one element of depression is feeling alone but also then feeling alone in your depression or feeling alone in your like temptations of wow I'm really struggling with this and I, I feel like acting out this way or this way and um, I definitely you know bringing in the element of like spiritual warfare or like demonic influence I definitely think that if we are sort of convinced that like no one's gonna understand our problems we're gonna stay pretty uh, you know if I don't think anybody wants to like help me with what's going on in my life or even listen to my struggles I'm gonna have a really hard time like getting getting help you know because I'm like I don't want to tell anybody about my reckless sex, spending a lot of money, dangerous driving, unwise consumption of alcohol and other substances. Like, I don't want to open up to somebody about 
this is this is what it actually looks like when I go down this path. But mm-hmm. especially at church, you yeah, know, everybody at church, it's like, hey, we're all putting on our best face today. Well, so. yeah, and people would say, um, well, why don't we not talk about like mental health in in church? And it's really more this underlying notion of, well, why don't we talk about anything that sort of leads <laughs> to these vulnerable conversations of wow, I feel like I'm doing everything right, but yet on the weekends I am having sex with people I probably shouldn't be having sex with. And then I'm still showing up on Sundays, so I'm a better Christian than Will because Will stays home on Sundays and I go... This is All these things are not true. Just kidding. Uh, that was a joke. Except for Jared being a better Christian. He's yeah, we can... Comp- yeah. I mean, I don't officially have a master's degree in this house. Everybody else seems to have a master's degree of some kind, but... No. Just you and Casey. <laughs> Sam doesn't have a master's. No, he doesn't. No. Okay, good. <laughs> right. I definitely read more books than Sam. But um <laughs> but yeah, I, I think you I, I, I think that the, this is this is part of what the show is about, this is part of what this podcast is about, is at least just um introducing some of these subjects. It's funny that you talked about the the whole people um uh looking for meaning because I started studying today. Uh, logotherapy from Viktor Frankl's book, oh. Man's Search for Meaning, mm-hmm. and his whole thing about uh, um, just like reading this article on it, like people people are motivated by what he calls a will to meaning, which is um, if you have something that you are like living for, like you'll survive anything. Yeah, what was it, Frankl? was giving that speech you can find it on youtube where he talks about like the the one thing that ties all together wasn't like college students and everything was that they were less concerned about what kind of job they got or if they whatever their success was oh yeah that's what it was was how to define success and that they would know what their meaning in life was yeah 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 and i and i think that I think that healthy theology is that um, what's a good passage of scripture that explains this? Like when Paul is praying in Second uh, Corinthians, you know, let, um, like all God's promises are yes and, and amen. And it's this idea that um, Jesus calls us to himself and he calls us to like, you know, following him and like living for him. And that in and of itself is something that we're saying yes to. But Jesus simultaneously at the same time is creating a standard of something like the Sermon on the Mount of like, hey, so you've heard it said that this is what lust was like, you know, in in the old days, but he's like, I'm telling you now, like, right? He like raises the bar even, even higher. But we all know, like this isn't new information, but we all know that we can't, it's like impossible for us to change if we're fixated on the behavior that we're trying to avoid. Right. Like we, we all know that we can't. So even, even with managing bipolar, I think, I think you could get even fixated on some of this stuff and be like, Oh, well I just know that I'm always going to be prone to like this certain like recklessness. So, Mm -hmm. so how do you, how do we sort of like avoid it? But, we got to kind of like switch those desires into sort of this yes to something else 
mode. And that's, I mean, that's an, a whole conversation there. I'm like, well, how do we do that? You know? Yeah. Uh, meditating on good things. That's the, the yeah. answer to, well, that's Paul's answer to anxiety, right? Think about good things. Yeah. And I think, you know, we tend to think about the, the failure of it all, you know, but we're sh- right. we should be thinking about like, yeah, what's the good thing that happened? And maybe that's why it's so hard for me to answer the question when you're like, hey, what happened in your week, Will? And I'm like, I don't know. I was thinking about all the bad stuff. Yeah, well, no, but no, but it's true. I mean, Paul is saying, like, whatever is noble, whatever is true. And I think even even with that passage, it's easy for the over-spiritualized answer is like, oh, he's talking about um, putting scripture in my head. And, and it's like, no, no, put actual... When you're living the abundant life, you have it's more than just scripture. You're like, oh, I'm uh, working this awesome job doing Postmates. I'm so blessed. Or oh, I'm building a. Um, I'm I've building never thought of Postmates that way. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, here's some. That's good. Here, no, or it's I'm helping bad. build Trump's wall for somebody. That's why I'm laying oh. brick. You know. Um, <laughs> just kidding. But I, <laughs> what? someone's like, hey. Do you think you could um, help me build a wall? I just happen to live on the border of Mexico and Texas. You're like, I don't say yes to those kinds of jobs. Sorry, buddy. I yeah. don't build walls. Um, I break them down. And, and and I think that um, you know, putting faith and mental health together, that this is just definitely a huge element. Is like, our mind, unredeemed and depraved, is is going to do the opposite of. You know, I know you're kind of joking a little bit when you're like, "Oh, I'm just thinking about the negative things." That's why I can't answer your question. And it's like, it's "Well, dude, I do that joke. too." I'm like, "Oh, my car is broken. <clears throat> oh, this car is broken. Oh, I don't have any money saved up." And I'm like, "Yeah, part of the reason why I'm struggling with like some practical things in life is because of bullet point number seven right here, right? If, if risky behaviors and like spending lots of money on addiction. That's a like part of the reason why I'm." stressed out you know mm-hmm. and what's this what's part of the solution for that so my encouragement to everyone is to just start with um having this conversation and like making yourself vulnerable to people that you can trust about this stuff and to uh just take it one day at a time take care of yourself and each other as jerry springer would say yeah, well, I just want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, please subscribe. We're on iTunes now. Um, please follow me on Facebook, the Louder Now Facebook page. Um, I want to mention that the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. If you are having uh, any overwhelming feelings of suicide or depression, you just need anybody to talk to, that's a 24-hour um, hotline that you can get a hold of or go to suicidepreventionlifeline.org but thank you for listening to the louder now podcast <laughs>